This podcast may contain adult language and adult themes. On the other hand, it may not. Sort of a podcast lucky dip. Welcome to the Happy Oxygen Podcast. My name is Simon Nichols and I am a dog walker. A dog walk for me is just over 25 minutes. I needed a podcast that was perfect for dog walks or anything else you do in 26 minutes. This is it. The Happy Oxygen Podcast is here to make you smile, laugh or feel a bit happier about yourself. Each episode will feature a special guest who will be asked why laughter and happiness has helped them on their journey through life and how that drives their positivity. This week, my guest is Amanda Wright. Amanda is a founder director of the Milton Keynes-based business and brand transformation company, Yellow Yo-Yo. She trained years ago as a graphic designer and realizes how lucky she is to be doing that still. It's something that she gets the biggest kick out of. Last year, she was recognized as one of 100 inspirational women across the region. She's a board member of LEAP, a social enterprise improving the lives of residents across Buckinghamshire and Milton Keynes using physical activity and sport. Amanda is a prolific networker and a supporter of many charities. She's happiest in the company of family and friends. She loves dog walking, reading, and appreciating visual arts, films, and plays. Please enjoy your dog walk or other associated podcast listening activity. Amanda, welcome. Welcome to Happy Oxygen. Hello, Simon. Thanks for uh, inviting me on. My absolute pleasure. I've been looking forward to getting you on here for quite a while, actually. I'm intrigued. And the reason is that although although we were laughing about this, although we've known each other for nearly two years now. Yeah. With because of the thing that happened, that thing, twenty twenty. What was that? I, I, I don't know. That the, the, it was a glitch in the matrix. We haven't actually met in real life. Have I do feel that I know you though. I know. I feel I could come up and give you the most almighty hug, and it would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, which I will. That's we will. We will. Well, we're, we're, we're planning a pub trip, aren't we, at some stage in the future? Yeah. Again, thank you for being here in the first place. But um, straight into the questions, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. How are you feeling? today and I'd like to know your answer by your internal weather system. It's a really interesting way to to frame it isn't it? I think I'd have to say there's a little bit of pressure Mm. but a very sunny outlook because of course we have a weekend coming up and it's a lovely weekend for me because I'm spending a night away with my daughter on a little bit of a trip. It's yeah very sunny outlook but at the moment I'm feeling a little bit of pressure. That's brilliant. I hope hope we're not putting too much of that pressure. No 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 no. the pressure is not from you Simon don't you worry about that. Um, what do you do to find fun? To find fun? I think I have to put that firmly at the door of my friends and family. I, I just love, I just love them, really. I'm very blessed to have a huge group of very good friends, the sort that you could just call on at any point in the night of the day and I'd be there for them. And maybe that's why it's the way it is. I don't know. But, but yeah, spending time with friends and family is so much fun and it doesn't have to be doing anything in particular, the extraordinary, it could just be, as you will appreciate, walking the doggies together or in a cafe having a coffee. It doesn't really matter. But that's one of the places that I really find fun is being with people whom, I'm, whom I enjoy the company of. That's wonderful. You mentioned the fact that people would do anything for you. Who's the furthest person away that would do something <laughs> for you? Who would drop everything and, and how far would they travel to help you? That's a really good question. I've got London friends who would, that they would for sure. I've got a brother in Australia. I'd love to say he would, but I'm not sure that's quite so easy. <laughs> London, I've got friends 
elsewhere, but actually the, the, the core of friends would probably be London would be the, the, the London yeah. step. Because that's where I grew yeah. up. So that's where some of them remain. Oh, lovely. Whereabouts in London did you grow up? So I was South London, um, Dulwich, South East London. Ah. So I started off there. Yeah, I was born on Shooter's Hill, which is uh, just up from... Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, just up from Welling and uh, down... Yeah. I, I was on the outskirts of London. I, was, I, couldn't, I wouldn't yeah. say I was born in London. Although I am going to London this afternoon. I know, fancy pants. And we're going to go to Greenwich, actually. We're going uh, to have a look. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in Greenwich, actually. It's not that far from Dulwich. I look forward to the point at which you have to invoke the the brother from Australia trip. That's, uh, we'll see, see, how fast he, <laughs> see how fast he gets here. What makes you, or actually rather who makes you laugh the most who makes me laugh the most at the moment i would say i spend a lot of, we've had uh, over over the last you know bizarre year that we've had it's actually been a blessing in some ways we've had my son who graduated last year from uni and his girlfriend with with us in our house which has been, I'm sure, torturous for them on some occasions. But I think we've given them enough independence and ability. Apart from when we were all in isolating together, that wasn't independent at all. But yeah, they've had they've, they've yeah they've had a pretty free reign to do what they want. But that's been a real joy because they are hugely entertaining. My daughter came back from university recently, so she's joined the gang. But over the last while, while she was still at uni, having them around has been hilarious because they are the funniest, honestly. The wit and humour is just lovely, and it's just in our house all the time. So that's been a real that's been a real joy and a real blessing to have them around. That's been great. That's great. And then finding fun is other ways is in is in silly things that happen that you don't even realise are funny. You see somebody do something on the street when you're out walking the dog, and it makes you laugh just because of the ridiculousness of it. I love those sort of little serendipitous moments of things that weren't planned, but just make you smile because they're so funny. Firmly taking the the praise the for for introducing those children and their wit onto the world is that does that fall firmly? I don't know. I uh, I know that my my son's girlfriend Gemma just has it from her folks. They are the most funny lot. Honestly, they're so entertaining. She's a natural wit and humour. She'll hate me talking about her on this after all. But there you go. I think our children have always been treated a little bit like grown ups. They've always been happy in in company of older people. So I think maybe they've learned early age and it's become instilled in them, I think quite possibly. Yeah, I think that's probably something to do with it. That's brilliant. We do hope that the people we talk about may may, may one day listen to this podcast. And we had a, recent, <laughs> a recent podcast was uh, was shouting out Greg Davis, so we're really hopeful still that Greg's <laughs> going to listen. But um, yes, hopefully. I hope he does. Yes, yeah, so do I. Could um, go viral. Could go viral, Sam. Oh, we're, we, uh, we have passed our recently our 250 downloads, which is, uh, which is quite, uh, quite significant. We're loving that and but we have a virtual happy jar over here at thrive and the the happy jar and i I know you have listened to a couple so you've probably got an idea about it but the the happy jar is as big as you want it to be okay but what we'd like to know is what would you like to put in it what would you like to put in it that when someone else opens it they're going to get some joy from it oh i'm going to be a bit of a sap and i'm going to put friendship in there and it doesn't have to be family. It can be family. They can be family you make yourself. But the friendship is such a strong one for me. But I'm going to sneak in a second one if I can. Go on, then. And can I have, this is a, I don't know if you've had this, can I have a smell? Yes, of course. <laughs> can I yes. Have, can I have a smell in there? There's that. I've been walking the dog a bit late every so often recently, and one was a very late night walk. There's a smell of that late night, early morning 
smell that for me is, is and it's gorgeous. It's when everything's starting to get cooler after the day. And for me, that smell is going on holiday as a kid at four in the morning and the excitement that we could hardly contain having not been able to sleep since we were put to bed, uh, to bed early. Who would do that to a child who's got to go wake up at four in the morning? You need to go to bed early so that you can sleep. Yeah, because that's not going to happen. That smell of that four o'clock, I'll call it a four o'clock in the morning smell where you're being bundled into a car, into a mini with two brothers, how the hell my parents did that, and a dog, how did they do that, to go down to Cornwall on holiday. So that I'm going to put in friendship and four o'clock in the morning smell. <laughs> four o'clock in the morning smell. Our, our wonderful communications director, Shezzy, always takes little extracts from this as titles. And I just wonder, I wonder if the 4am morning smell might be the title of this one. We like to be a little bit risque on Happy Oxygen. And I often think that sometimes if you say something and which sounds a little bit rude, I actually think it's that it's on the onus of the, the onus, it's on the onus of the other person. Because if they think it's rude, actually, it's their imagination, not yours. You've innocently said something. Absolutely. Of course. 4am smells. <laughs> um, <laughs> wonderful. Who inspires you, Amanda? People who people who inspire me are those who are I don't know I suppose survivors inspire me those who have just had so many challenges and dealt with it and got on with it whether it be you know emotional medical whatever people who have been able to say that's what I've been dealt but to hell with it I'm getting on with it I'm doing it this is me so yeah survivors people who are just so driven I think and against adversity that talented people and I've gathered bits of inspiration from people as I've gone through looking at different people and learning I think that's how we maybe form our characters by finding people we want to emulate and taking a little piece of them as we go and becoming our own melting pot of things yeah that 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 would be that those sorts of people who can get on with their day and they've had a tough time of it creativity i'm inspired by of course i'm a creative person so i love where people find their inspiration from to create things to have their own style visual style uh, as an artist let's say and say this is me this is how i look this is what i put out there that's fantastic to know that this is your way of creation is uh, i find that really inspirational because i like lots of different things not one specific so I, I admire that as well. That's quite random, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's brilliant. I don't know whether you said this, but but what, what came out of my mind then when you were talking about those artists and the visualisation and stuff is that blank canvas. And yeah. I, I know as a designer, and I've seen some of your designs around Milton Keynes, and they're incredible. <laughs> and how do you feel when you look at that blank canvas what goes through your head it's it's called it has it has an expression actually white fright so white, sight. white fright yeah and it used to be because and i still do i'm i'm for those of you who are unable to see this i'm picking up a pencil and showing simon i scribble i'm a scribbler because when i started my <clears throat> journey with graphics <laughs> it was it was on paper it was pre mapped and so therefore my way, way of visualizing is through using my hat so head to hand to paper a white fright is an expression of course based on a white pad of paper where there is nothing on it where you have anywhere to go yeah that can be terrifying but also incredibly exciting because 
I tend to, if I'm designing brands, I tend to have a feel for what that brand looks like way before I know what it actually looks like. So I have a feel, it, it has a feeling to me almost instantaneously. And then I find out what that looks like by a process that I go through with everything I deal with creatively. And it's a very logical process because as a graphic designer, that's my, that's how I work. But with creativity weaved all the way through it, yeah. Wow, I love that. It's it's a terrifying but wonderful moment, and it's always terrifying. But I suppose it's a bit like going on stage for a, an actor. You have to have that degree of anticipation and anxiety to give a good performance. Yeah, I, I love that. I love I the fact imagine. of you said you feel the vision. I think that's brilliant. It's uh, you yeah, feel, yeah. I, I can feel what that's going to look like on on paper. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but I've no idea what it actually looks like. I just know what it feels. Wow, like. we should. We need to bottle that. We need to. We need to. We need to bottle that and share yeah. that that feeling around. Um, the other worrying thing that you said, and it's not worrying for you because it's worrying for me, is that I always latch on during the mental health training that I do. I've tried to be a really good listener. I've tried to practice to be a good listener, but I cert- I hear certain words, and I'm a huge musical fan. And the problem is, you said twice during that, uh, that when you were explaining how that, how people, uh, the inspiration you get, and you said, this is me. And whenever anyone says, this is me, I immediately go to the greatest showman. And all that's going on in the back of... <laughs> Do you want me to do it? Do you want if, me to if, do if, 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 you, if you possibly... We, we didn't know because we had Sam Bradford on here and I didn't know how prolific a, an accordion player she was. Oh, she's... Yeah, so if you want to sing This yeah. Is Me, then... No, no. <laughs> We'll do it. You said you started you started graphic designing. We'll, we'll call it a while ago. Kelly, my wife, we had to fill in a form the other day and she, the realisation that she's been driving for 30 years really started to upset her. But... In those early days, did you have any mentors or someone that you considered was really influential in how your life's turned out now? There was one teacher who, my art mistress, who believed that I had something. I wasn't terribly academic at school. I was okay. I, I got what I needed to get and I, I, I did fine. But but yes, I would say from a school point of view, there was, a, there was a, an art mistress who was great. I suppose I've been inspired and mentored to a degree by my parents. We were very, we had, I was blessed with a very happy childhood. So I think that's going to help, isn't it? And, but I think I'm just generally inspired and mentored. I enjoy being mentored by people that I, I watch and I take, as I said before, a little piece of the, maybe it's the, a little bit of the language from somebody. I know someone I've had as a good friend who is a calligrapher. I've gently borrowed some of her style of handwriting and made it my own so I think mentoring yeah it's about listening and learning from others and I don't suppose I can hold up one person and say that they have made that my husband was definitely a mentor for me we met at work and he was just out there being one of the top guys and also one of the guys doing the work so he wasn't just lauding it as a director he was there doing it as well and and gently almost by osmosis you learn those things don't you yeah I think by osmosis I've learned a lot of stuff I think that's the first time we've had osmosis on on happy oxygen okay. I love the term osmosis I love language I love, it is I love words and I'm not good enough at them I'm okay but I'm not good enough I see things and I, like, I want to remember that and my memory is shocking but I always fall back on serendipity I love serendipity 
and I loved serendipitous as well. And he's making yeah. different words, not different words, but you know, <laughs> just using them. And but they sound so pretentious. I need to get another one when you actually use them. But osmosis, I, I absolutely adore. I think that's incredible. And I think we I all, think we do, to yeah. a certain degree, yeah. just take stuff in from our, our our experiences. I mentioned The Greatest Showman earlier. It is one of my uh, one of my most favourite films, along with Mamma Mia one and two. But do you have a favourite film? And if so. Do you have a particular scene in that film that just fills you with joy? I like a lot of films, but I'm not going to put a, I'm not going to say a film. I'm going to say something that I come back to and I can't believe that there weren't very many series of it. Gavin Stacey makes me just howl. And my favourite scene is the re, redoing of the marriage vows and the, and the reading out the Michael Jackson song, Ben. And I just howl at that. So I'm going to have to put that in as my favourite scene. I could watch Gavin. My children love Gavin and Stacey as well. My husband can't. Brian doesn't get it at all, which is funny in itself, isn't it, really? I think it, you just, it's Marmite. You do or you don't. The whole kind of, every time we have a, an Indian, it's you're looking at my boona. All, all, there's always a relevance of something to do with Gavin and Stacey. So I think I'd have to put that and that scene in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> Brilliant. So basically, take his chips and put them on my plate. <laughs> don't I don't want you just to do extra chips. His I want chips. I want his chips, chips and put them on my plate. <laughs> All of the chips and put them on my plate. I, I we we adore that. And and Kelly and I are huge fans. We've actually been down to Barry Island and we've done the we've we've gone to all the filming locations as well. We had a lovely time this week actually. We went to the filming locations of the Detectorists. I'm on a mission. If you've not seen the Detectorists, check it out. I haven't. I haven't, but I've heard you talk about it, so I really do need to, don't I? It, I, I, I and I love Gavin and Stacey. Gavin and Stacey is one of mm. my top top three, but Every time, if I was to choose, and I just the, the television came on, and there was an episode of Gavin and Stacey, an episode of Only Fools and Horses, an episode of Detectorists, I'd probably go for the Detectorists. Oh, I know that's exciting talk. That is, isn't it? And, and talk. it's just anyway, I'd check it out. And, and let I me know if you love it. it. And if you do love it, I can give you all of those filming locations in, in Framlingham in Suffolk where they were filmed. Um, <laughs> as always on Happy Oxygen, we digress incredibly, which is what I love about this. So. <laughs> and it, I just love talking to lovely people. What do you do, though, to make other people happy? We found out what makes you happy, but what do you do to make other people happy? I'm blessed with so many good friends, but listening has got to be up there. I, I like to make people happy I love buying presents I love looking after my friends and treating them right and being the friend I would want to be want to have is that the right way of saying it you know what I mean anyway it's really important to me friendship is that whole drop everything I'll be there for me and I understand that some people you'll never have that relationship with but you'll have them at the friendship level that they can share and that's fine but for me I, I have a clutch and it's a fairly big clutch actually I'm quite lucky of really true good friends who will be there and yeah listening to them helping them caring for them that yeah that, that, oh, that's it. I can see friendship is hugely important to you in your life yeah if you were to go back and I'm going to take you back now to your 15 year old self because we, we want to see what the Amanda of then would take 
from the Amanda of today. A few people have a little bit of an issue. I don't. I wasn't the person that wrote on the. Don't worry. This is disappearing ink. The <laughs> only person that's going to see this. There's no lasting damage to the back of the toilet door. But if you could travel back in time and tell your 15 year old self something that, that that you think would make her life easier or better or different, what would that be? Yeah, that would be quite a big door. Um, I think I'd say be brave. I think I feel like I've been through life in some ways and it's happened and I've been happy with it, don't get me wrong, but I think I feel like I've been swept along with it and maybe that's because that's how life is and I haven't, yeah, and maybe that's just how it is. I'd say I'm a very loyal person. Um, I would say make sure that, that the people you're being loyal to deserve it because they might not. I'd say you don't have to set yourself on fire to keep other people. Those would be the main things, I'd say, because I've done some great things. I've had some great fun. But, but yeah, make sure that those that you are going to place yourself in and stay with deserve it. <laughs> I have never heard that don't set yourself on fire to... Keep each, other people warm. Yeah. And it's what we do. I think it's what a lot of parents, I think it's what a lot of mums do. And that's not disrespectful to fathers. I think often it's just a more mum thing to do. Uh, it's definitely my way of being. I need to, uh, yeah. So spend a bit more time thinking about what you really want. I'd put on that door as well. Wow. That's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> they were quite deep, actually, um... weren't they? <laughs> Very deep, actually. Very deep. It... And don't go anywhere near anybody called Giles. Apart from that, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you for that. Is uh, and, and it, it, it's interesting, isn't it, that we, if we did want to go back, what that would actually, as I say, if you say set yourself on fire to to keep someone warm, it really is about not burning out, burning yourself out, isn't it? About giving all of your energy to help someone else. And there was, I, I remember when, when I was uh, training, I, I used to do these. Uh, Microsoft mm -hmm. Challenge, they were called. And we were told that if you push someone, if you're both mm -hmm. riding a bike, and if you push someone, then you expend about 10% more energy, but you give them 70%. And I think, and that was just really wonderful there, what you said, because if you're giving, if you're, if you're giving, if you're using 70% of your energy to give someone 10%, then you need to do something different. And I think that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, whether I'd listen, of course, is another question to that, whether I'd actually read it. And yeah, we do. We do wonder about this question is would any of our 15 year olds? Yeah. What makes you happy cry, Amanda? Films where something gorgeous happens or something gorgeous happened in the family somebody's celebrating something we're having a little graduation party for amber on because she can't have one with the university can she so we're having it at home um on saturday and that will include me being a bit tearful i'm known as tearful person i am i'm hopeless when it comes to <laughs> to that i can't put a lid on emotion very easily so a lot of stuff make me happy cry i have to say <laughs> it doesn't take much. I think music as well makes me happy cry. Oh, man, does it. Tran transports you back to a time and a space, doesn't it? Yeah. If you are feeling sad, though, what's your happy go-to cure? I'll probably. What do you do to make yourself feel happy? I might go for a walk. I also might talk to somebody because often it's often it's that whole problem shared thing, isn't it? And I won't necessarily even talk about what that problem is because I am also quite 
careful about what I do share because I should be but I might just talk to somebody who's going to lift me up and as I said I've got friends who can do that but walking as well being out in nature just going out for a bit of fresh air just a bit of perspective I try and think about I try and be grateful gratitude is a big thing isn't it and I think being aware that yes some things might not be working but an awful lot of things are that's the other is that balance and perspective so I might try and do a bit of that as well oh that's absolutely wonderful happy songs you mentioned songs earlier mine's hoppy polar which you've you've heard a couple of times at the beginning of these podcasts thank you not the official version we should point out as we, we couldn't afford the copyright on that but what's yours what's your happy song I couldn't possibly choose a happy song really I know that there are ones that make me go oh man alive um Avalon from Roxy Music takes me back and just the first chord of that or the first chime of sensory well for Kate Bush a, ch- a church bell and I, but generally I associate you know I have people I associate things with uh, Cole, anything Coldplay is, is my son straight off or um, anything Louis Armstrong is my dad so I'm going to find it I'd have if I had to if you told me I had to I'd probably put Avalon but I've got such an eclectic music taste, I would really struggle. We'll put a YouTube link to Avalon yeah, in, the, uh, in. in the show notes. Then. <laughs> Amanda, I could talk to you all day, as, as we both know. But uh, unfortunately, we, uh, we can't do that because people are clamoring, are demanding a 26-minute uh, <laughs> long podcast. And uh, if we go on longer than that, they're going to get home and they'll, they'll have, they'll have, they'll have finished their dog walk. <laughs> So with our last question is always milkshake associated. It doesn't have to have a milkshake answer, but it, we do need to ask the question. Amanda Wright, the amazing brand company Yellow Yo-Yo. <laughs> what is your favorite milkshake? I am not a milkshake drinker, but I would be fascinated to know, given it has milk in it, whether you could make a milkshake out of a Brandy Alexander. Maybe I should try that. I... If- a brandy Alexander. I'm sure we can make a milkshake out of anything, actually. It would pack a punch, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. It would. Well, there's uh, there, there's lots of, there's a, uh, obviously this is no way in, in endorsing Shaker Shake. Other milkshake uh, <laughs> locations are available. However, if the owner of Shaker Shake does, does hear this and then would like to give me one of the Caramac milkshakes, they are incredible. So I think you should into Shaker Shake with your brandy Alexander and see what they can do. I would. They do Caramac ones. Oh, that's a blast from the past, isn't it? I haven't had it for about 50 years. Well, I'm going to give you a real hint now, now, and I'm going to mention another, because we, we, we're we not bound by uh, um, no, radio for, 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 for product placement. Cadbury's have just bought out something called Caramilk. Oh, okay. And it's Caramac on steroids. <laughs> And you can get it in Tesco's at the moment for one pound a bar. There we go. Um, product placement greatly in, inserted there. Um, Amanda, thank you so much for being on Happy Oxygen. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you very much for inviting me, Simon. It's been great fun to take part. No problem at all. Thanks very much. <laughs>